I'm Oshita Moore, PAXA Spiritual Director. A few weeks ago, I was helping my husband clean out our basement because we're in the middle of a pandemic and that is what you do when you're confined to your home. I came across a box of journals from my 20s and early 30s and while my husband actually cleaned, I sat and read the entries. All of them were so full of angst and questions. I just shook my head and thought, if only I could go back and sit with young Oshita, I'd do three things. One, tell her an encouraging story. Two, offer her some questions to journal or process with others, and then pray for her. This is a podcast for the questioners, the ones trying to find their way in the in-between, in between youth and adulthood, in between college and whatever's next, and in between faith shifts. Wherever you are, friend, welcome. Maybe you can learn from what I would say to younger me. This episode is sponsored by PAX, a new peacemaking nonprofit committed to promoting the peace of Jesus in the 21st century. Dear Younger Me, so my favorite entries are the ones right after a fight, where you are just writing down detail by detail the things that happened in that argument or that disagreement. Sometimes you call them tense conversations, but I know that that's our code for an argument. I really love how you're working through how to have conflict. I really love that you make space to know that being a peacemaker doesn't mean we avoid conflict. That's actually peacekeeping. When you don't engage with disagreement or frustrations you're not honest about what you need in a relationship because you know being honest is going to cause some level of disagreement and you're going to have to work through those hard things. It's really good to know how to engage with conflict well. Conflict is often the elephant in the room of all of our relationships. And sometimes we just want to ignore it or The alternative is all we do is think about conflict. And all we do is think about all the ways that we are really frustrated with others. But a peacemaker has built practices to prepare themselves to engage with conflict. I see in these journal entries that in every detail that you're sharing, you are working out your peacemaking ethic when it comes to conflict. So we have to deal with conflict but we want to look like Jesus. And we want to recognize that Jesus, even in his own relationships, recognized and dealt with disagreements. So how do we do that well? Well, it's true. You cannot grow without resistance. So often conflict is one of the the ways that we engage with resistance in a relationship. You have an expectation they have an expectation. Neither one of them are being met, and so there's conflict. So then what do we do? How do we become peacemakers in this area? Well, the first question that I often think about when I am recognizing that I am in a conflict with somebody, and when I say recognizing I'm in a conflict with somebody, I'm not just talking about like in the moment, like, oh my gosh, like you like you say what? Like, oh, oh, we're doing this. I'm also recognizing like, oh, there's a conflict. Um, you know, I have an issue with somebody or I'm 
really angry about something that someone did and I haven't communicated it. And so there's even just internal conflict. But one of the things that I do is I ask myself, is there a way for me to be, to reflect the love of Jesus in this relationship, even as we're working through this conflict? That's a really high kind of level question. I know that. That's why we're going to start this podcast with the journal with the journal prompt at the beginning what does it look like to reflect the love of Jesus in our relationship when we're in conflict for many of us when we recognize conflict we just want to run away and that's not loving and so for some of us, we barrel straight ahead and that's not loving either. We try to domineer and we try to control the conversation and that usually adds more conflict. So the first thing around conflict is I just want to acknowledge that it's going to be uncomfortable, but that's okay. Love and creating closeness and intimacy in a relationship is going to be uncomfortable. It requires that discomfort. And so I just want to say, <laughs> I know going to be uncomfortable and it's okay it is completely 100% okay and one of the reasons that we feel this discomfort is we have a really skewed picture of what does peacemaking look like so I often compare peacemaking and peacekeeping to each other peacekeeping is usually what we think peacemaking is but it's not peacekeeping is really rooted in anxiety I think we've talked about this in other episodes, but it really is rooted in holding on to the status quo. It's rooted in control. Peacekeeping has this picture of like a really tightened hand, just clinging and holding on to something. But peacemaking is actually super rooted in love. Peacemaking is a like creative generative space of like, how do we, how do we figure something out here? Like there's something beautiful, there's something beautiful on the other side of this, even though this feels really hard and it looks really ugly and really scary. But we want to get to the other side of this. We want to get to the beauty of us reconciled. So how do we push through? And that's, that really is only truly sustained by love. You know, love for the other person, um, being being filled with or engaging and encountering the love of God on a regular basis so it's an overflow into our everyday relationships. We have to, as peacemakers, practice peacemaking in conflict because in because that's one way that we get to reflect the kingdom of God. When we engage with conflict from a place of love, from a place of grit, connectedness, from a place of hope, when we do that, we have the opportunity to reflect the transformative love of Jesus because that's what Jesus did for us. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That's in scripture. While we were in conflict with God, God still pursued us. And so when we choose to engage in conflict from a place of love, we have the opportunity of reflecting the love of Jesus to the other person we're in conflict with. And that can change the very, the very dynamic of the relationship you have. It can actually help you work through your conflict from a place of confidence and a place of hopefulness as, a pl- as opposed to a place of discouragement 
or anger or bitterness or violence. Now there are two kind of principles that I hold in my mind to help me engage with conflict as a peacemaker. The first is I need to access my empathy. And the second is I need to tell better stories about those I'm in conflict with. Empathy is one of these tricky things because we often think of empathy as just like really woo-woo, really present, like I feel your pain. But empathy is actually the ability to see the humanity of another person. It is this gift of looking back and saying, you know what? You don't have to figure it out either. You are more complex than what I've made you out to be in my mind. So like sometimes this happens in in a conflict with me and my husband where I get, where I am so sure that he is just doing whatever it is he's doing to, to make me angry. But when I choose to access empathy for him, when I ask the Lord, when I ask the Spirit to teach me how to have empathy for him, oftentimes I find myself asking questions like, Did you mean this thing when you said this? That's usually the first question I ask because loss of empathy always assumes the worst. And so I usually ask like an open-ended question of what did you mean when you said this? And then oftentimes he'll say, oh, that's not what I meant at all. And then I have to believe him. I have to believe that he did not mean to to hurt or frustrate me. We, We were newly married. My husband and I, we're going through a really hard season around parenting and we were just fighting a lot and our kids our our kids were really really little and um one day I was praying about our conflict and just so frustrated with my husband and I said something to the effect in my prayer time of like God why can't he be like and I just said the name of one of the elders in our church at that time And as I was praying and thinking about our conflict, I was at the playground with our kids and and I just had this picture of my husband as like a toddler. He had only been a father for however long our children were alive. Like for at that point, it was like four years. He had only been a father that long. And I had this picture of my husband trying to be the very best husband that he could be. And then I... You know, I sensed in my prayer time that God was asking me to have the same kind of grace and patience I have for my kids when they're just learning how to run, just learning how to walk, just learning how to swing and ride a bike. Like I have so much patience for them as they're learning to do these things that I as an adult feel so comfortable doing and that my husband was learning how to be a husband. So this other guy had been a husband for 20 something years and it was unfair for me to expect my husband to be just like him because my husband hadn't been a husband that long. And that really was a practice of empathy for me, of walking through and just seeing my husband as just vulnerable. So sometimes we have to do that. Sometimes we have to access empathy for the person that we're in conflict with. So. One way that this has kind of morphed into my everyday life when I'm in conflict is I try really hard to look for pictures of the person I'm in conflict with, with their family or like being really happy or being just being fully human. 
So like if they're on vacation or whatever, and the temptation for me would be to just judge them. But like I force myself to like look and see like they're having the time of their life in the pool with their kids. That moment captures a bit of their humanity. And so I do that work to help me access empathy so that when I am in conflict with that person or when I have that, when I have a hard conversation with that person, I bring that empathic loving energy to say, how can we work together to figure this out? Not fight with each other, but work with each other. The other thing that I tend to do is I work on this practice called telling better stories. And this is one of the things that I have just, has become bedrock in my peacemaking ethic. I believe that everyone comes to conflict with a backstory. Maybe they have had experiences with other people that are similar to the experience that they're having with us. And so they're bringing some of that residual trauma into our conflict. Maybe they're bringing um, a sense of inadequacy or loss of self-worth. And so they're overcompensating by bigness in a conflict because of something that, ha- that they experienced as a child. Maybe they ha- just are having a really bad day and they don't have the, the emotional tools to find appropriate outlets. And so I'm their inappropriate outlet. But what I've learned is that telling a better story, it gives me grace, it gives me patience, but it gives me a perspective to say, you are probably not necessarily taking this out on me. It's probably not all me. Maybe I'm contributing. Of course, I know I can. I know I can be so extra, and I know I can contribute to conflict. But having the practice of telling a better story really helps me recognize that we are so complex, and we bring so much to every interaction with other human beings. And so it allows me to make space for that. It allows me to pray about that, and then it allows me to ask questions to maybe address some of that so that we can get to the problem at at hand. So like, for instance, one time my son was coming home from work and he was just really crabby and just kind of just picking at me, just like saying like random, like frustrating things. And I was like, it was late and I didn't want to be out in the cold picking him up from work. And, And so I was kind of like responding back in kind. And then I was like, you know what? Let me just ask him like out outright how was your day? Did something happen at work? And me asking that gave him the opportunity to acknowledge that and start talking about, yes, this thing happened. It didn't seem like a big deal, but I think I'm not really, I haven't really talked about it to anybody yet. I didn't tell my supervisor and we just kind of processed that. And then he apologized for kind of being snippy on the drive home from work. So learning to tell a better backstory about the people we're in conflict with really does allow us to be peacemakers in conflict. Now, these are two ways of dealing with conflict. This is not going to cover every single conflict that you ever will, but will engage with, but it will set your heart and set your intention before you go into conflict. You're going to choose to access empathy and you're going to choose to tell a better story.
Now this works really well if you know that you're going into a conversation with somebody like a coworker, and they did something you don't like or that frustrated you or you're talking to your roommate and you need to tell them that something is not sitting right with you. So these are these are really good techniques for going into conflict because oftentimes in the middle of a conflict, it's kind of hard to have this high level of thinking. So in the middle of conflict, what does peacemaking look like? Often for me, when I know that I'm too fired up to access those two thought processes, accessing empathy and telling a better story, I really take 20 minutes because that's the amount of time that we need for our, our amygdala, that like reptilian fight or flight part of our brain to calm down and then we can access you know another part of our brain, the like logical thinking. It takes about 20 minutes for our brain to kind of switch over and stop being so fight or flight and, and then be more engaged. And so when something triggers me in a conflict and I'm like, oh, I'm okay, I'm booted up. Let's do this. Let's do this. I have gotten really good at saying, you know what, I think I need to table this or I think I need to go for a walk if it's with my husband. Because um, sometimes just leaving the room can be like the ultimate way of like disrespecting someone and that just actually escalates conflict. So I don't just leave the room. I'll say, I am going for a walk because I need to calm down because you said something that really frustrated me and I don't know how to respond. And I'm not leaving this conversation, but I do need to leave this space for a little bit so that we can have a better conversation later on. Are you okay? Are you okay with me leaving? And we have promised to each other, like if one of us asks for that, we will give it. So maybe you have a roommate or or your siblings are triggering you and you're just like, you know what? I need some time. Let me go away and I'll come back. And then the other thing is I want to say that sometimes there are going to be things that you have conflict over that are just not going to get resolved. We're broken people and maybe the thing that you want um, from that other person, they're incapable of giving to you or they're unwilling to give to you. And so sometimes it's okay to say, I tried. We tried to have a healthy conversation about this. We can't seem to get on the same page. So maybe it's it's appropriate that we take a break or maybe it's, it's appropriate that we don't talk about this topic for a while. Um, I know so many people that in the past election season cut off their friends and family because they disagreed on politics. And I think that for some, it's healthy to do that, especially if somebody's political beliefs um, are dangerous to you and your lived experience. But I think also there can be space to say you know what I love you and you matter to me and while we wildly disagree on politics and I think that maybe some of the things you believe are really concerning to me you are not just your political beliefs you are a whole person so we can have conversations and we can spend time with each other and we don't have to go into politics for for a little while so I think it's healthy for us to, to actually like set help set boundaries um, when we realize that a conflict is not going to be resolved. But the whole point of this is, are we being peacemakers or are we being peacekeepers when it comes to conflict? My hope and prayer is that you are a peacemaker. So your journal question is, how can you reflect the love of Jesus in conflict? And then maybe spend some time processing, what would it look like to access empathy and 
How can you create a better backstory? Maybe this week, write down in your journal two people that you have been in conflict with. And it could be a past conflict that has already been resolved or it can be a current conflict. And why don't you just take a paragraph and write just a backstory? And when I say that, I mean give some space to process like why they are the way they are or why they believe the things that they believe or why they're responding the way they're responding. And it could be as simple as they were always overlooked as a kid and as an adult. And so now they feel like they have to they have something to prove with this practice. The point isn't to be precise or necessarily like exact like oh that is their exact story you may never know somebody's true backstory but this practice is for you to access your imagination and allow empathy to influence the way that you think about that person by just coming up just creating a backstory my kids and I sometimes do this when somebody is rude to us on a drive like if I get cut off or something like that, I'll say, hey, tell me why that person is in such a bad mood. And the kids will try to outdo each other sometimes with like, he just got a flat tire and then he just fixed it and now he's trying to get home or whatever. But building a backstory really does help us to have patience and kindness, just grow in kindness and conflict. So I hope this helps you. I hope that you are not afraid of conflict and I hope that you are a peacemaker, not a peacekeeper. Let me pray for you to be a peacemaker, not a peacekeeper. May you know that your peacemaking is rooted in love. May you experience the love of God, a God who has empathy for us and who knows our stories. May you experience that love and may it overflow in you even in moments of great conflict. May you not be afraid to say the honest, hard thing because you know that when you push through the hard, you get to the beautiful. May you know that not every conflict fully defines every relationship, but yet may you have the wisdom to set healthy boundaries. May you be a peacemaker, not a peacekeeper. Hey, I want to encourage you to come join us on our website, Made for Packs, and join our Packsmaker email list to receive weekly inspiration and beautiful resources. And then also, if you really love prompts and um, you really want to kind of see more of the of the people who are behind Packs, we have um, two Instagram lives that usually happen on our account um, throughout the week, where you get to meet with people who um, are putting together the content from Packs. And we'd love to see you over there. Until next time, bye friends.